You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I am Alan Knight, joined by my main man, Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? I'm doing good, Alan. Hope everybody out there is doing well and enjoying some of this heat. South Carolina heat's on us, baby. It is here. It's in the 90s. It's all this week. And Biff is on the phone due to we just could not get together due to uh, travel restrictions. So uh, It's a busy time of year, AK. Tis the season. It is scheduling. So since we've last talked, what's, uh, what's going on? Well, like I said, it's been busy. We've been on it, the SCGA, JGA. Uh, we started off on the 18th and 19th of May. We had our Super Senior Four Ball Championship down there at the Legends Golf Course at Paris Island. And if you haven't been there or seen that facility, it is, it is unbelievable. Everybody has a good time and wants us to come back. So we we appreciate them having us. But uh, we had two good days of, of golf, and uh, in the final, final champions for that event were Mr. Tom Eberhart and Bob Edens shot up. 67-62 for a one-shot victory over Charlie Hall and Gary Odom. Um, Man, Charlie Hall's been playing some good golf here lately. Charlie Hall's been playing some good golf. He's been he's been playing a lot of stuff, and yeah. we finally got one down there near his part of the world, so he didn't have to travel quite as far. Well, congrats um, to Doc Edens too and his partner. Yep, yep, they play good, and we had you know we we also have a Legends division for that event where seventy and older and. Uh, Larry Landis and Steve Murphy shot a little 67-65 for a 132 one-shot victory over you, some Columbia Country Club members. Gene Spencer and Jim Wise played well. They they yeah. finished in second place. So, nice. Uh, good event, good opportunity for those guys to get down there and play some partner golf, super from super senior partner golf. And this is, again, legends of legend golf course of Paris Island is fantastic and uh, a great host. Yeah, so we appreciate them. I've heard nothing but good things about that place. Yeah, it's good. Uh, we rolled right on into the weekend. That weekend, May the 21st and 22nd, our Junior Golf Association had had another player series event. Uh, had just over 80 kids up there at Sherall State Park, which was in fantastic condition. That's awesome. Um, girls 13 and 18 age group, Miss, Miss Kaylee McElwain from Aiken. Okay. Uh, shot a 77-86 for a five-shot victory. She shot a, a total score of 163. Okay. And then uh, in the boys, Simon DiMaggio uh, shot a 66-68 for a seven-shot victory, a total score of 134. Great playing, um, Simon. Yep, that's right. So they've all each earned some points within that player series and, and earned some exemptions for the for the summertime for some of the major events coming up. And uh, that series just continues to, continues to roll. It's doing a good job. Everybody seems to enjoy it. We've got another one coming up here. Uh, the 16th and 17th at Greenwood Country Club. Uh, so we're, we're excited. It's, it's really done well. Michael McKee and Justin Fleming have done well pushing that thing and, and giving some more opportunities to some of these young young golfers. Yep, and and I know you and I didn't – this isn't on the list to talk about, but y'all have done uh, some hiring over there, hadn't you? Yeah, we did. Uh, in fact, we just uh, – actually, since we were back together, we, we thought we brought in a young man, Garrett Glaze, uh, came and started working with us and – He's going to be a tournament assistant with Justin Fleming and Mark Elam on our junior uh, series of events, championships. So we're we're excited to have Garrett with us. And, and while we're on that, we also have uh, two summer interns that came in. We, we got 
intern for the South Carolina Golf Association and one for the Junior Golf Association. And uh, Mr. Chris Nelly will be working with the Golf Association throughout the summer. And then Leighton Renners come in to be with the Junior Golf Association intern. So awesome. we're excited to have both of those young men. They're excited about it. And we look forward to having them with us for the next couple months. So I want to say I was in Pinehurst and at a USGA seminar earlier this week, and they unveiled a new program, the green section of the USGA. Similar, you know, the P.J. Boatwright, they've always had the P.J. Boatwright, but now they are starting next year as a pilot program in the in the Pinehurst area with their new facility, obviously. They're going to, I can't remember how many kids it is, but or, or adults too, it doesn't have to be a kid. They're going to put them up for a year at Sand Hills Community College and employ them also at, at some of the local courses, Pinehurst number two, some of the Pinehurst courses, and it's like a P.J. Wright, Boatwright version for the agronomy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's breaking awesome. news. I don't even know if that's public yet. So that's good to hear. We uh, all all facets of the industry need are looking for help right now. Even I watched the PGA last week, and uh, you know the, the PGA uh, they they put out a bunch of advertising on trying to get some some young new faces into their profession as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, there's opportunities out there for sure. There certainly is. But let's talk about the next place you want to talk about because it's a special well, one too. It's a special one, it's, and a lot of people haven't been able to get here and see this yet, but uh, it's the, the new Quixote Club in Sumter, South Carolina, uh, old Sunset Golf Club. It came in, a group came in, some Thompson brothers came in and redid it, and uh, it's a special place, AK. I, I don't know if you've been out there yet, but um, it's it's not. really good. We had our we were able to do our first event out there this past uh, May the 23rd. We had the U.S. Senior Open qualifier out there, and uh, it was the first real – significant competition they've had on the course so they were excited to see how it held up and boy did it hold up it's a par 70 <laughs> golf course <laughs> and uh some of the top players in not only south carolina but the nation yep. uh, we had somebody from california playing in it and wow. um we had two guys that broke par gus ulrich uh from up there in north carolina shot yep. a four under par 66 and our own very own todd white Shot a one under par sixty nine and both qualified for the U.S. Senior Open. It's going to be up in Pennsylvania. So, well, good luck, um, Yeah, yeah, really excited, excited about Quixote and another great, great facility here in South Carolina. And look forward to many more events out there. We hope. Right. Um, and then we followed that up, Alan. That that Wednesday we started up my favorite golf tournament. One of my favorite golf tournaments of the year is our four ball championship. Uh, oh yeah, Musgrove Hill, baby. Yep, Musgrove Mill. Uh, we had 52 teams playing. You know, it's a two-day qualifier for 31 spots for the for the match play because the defending champions get the get the first number one seed automatically. Yeah. Um. Which so we had a Warren and De La Husse. Charles. Yeah, Warren. Charles Warren and Brent De La Husse, yeah. who unfortunately had a quick exit. I they, know. It's a, hey man, that that's a tough position to come in and and just jump into play and start playing immediately and uh you know have to go on that first match so it was they had a tough draw but yeah um i tell you here's the interesting part uh to get into the top 31 spots we had a, a playoff we had eight teams for five spots yeah uh they all shot 144 and and had to play off to get into those last couple spots and we took them to number seven that par three at musgrove uh-huh and teed them all off so 16 people hit tee balls and we had one ball hit the green <laughs> wow that, yeah yeah so it amazing. was uh now we had to bring them out early the early on friday morning because the weather we had to come back out early so that was their first ball they hit that day but it was uh it was interesting but anyhow 
Uh, Zach Harold and Sam Jackson took the medalist honors at 14 under par those two for two are, days. Those two are a tough duo. They are a tough duo. They're, they're good to watch, too. Yeah. Um, but then uh, when it was all said and done on Sunday, uh, Mr. Grant Sellers and Trevor Gerard got a 4-3 and three victory over Brandon Trudeau, Dale Walpaw Jr., who are uh, two-time champions themselves. So it, yeah. was, uh, it was a good match, good week, and always good at the, at the mill. So here's – I'm going to give a few insights personal insights on this walter todd jr and truesdale are now veterans you know what i mean they went oh yeah and i was there for the junior golf days but i consider them veterans now they're mid-ams but they're certainly a tough to beat but the match before that i believe uh grant and harrison had to match up against trevor some other uh francis marion teammates wasn't there a francis yeah. marion semifinal maybe yeah i believe you're, you're right about that it was yeah. uh i'm telling you man that's some there's some good golf. Hey, how about this? Brandon Truesdale and Walt Todd won their first four-ball championship 10 years ago. Can you believe what? that? Yeah. Yep. Now we dated ourselves. but Well, uh, your your veteran <laughs> statement is true. Yeah. I'll say the other thing. So, the after the after during the first round, I pull it up online, check online scoring, see what's going on, and Dargan Dargan's near the top. And I was like, well, that's a blast from the past, something I enjoyed seeing. But Canella Mathias, Chaney Canella, yeah. Jeff Mathias. And they and uh, so I text your president Jeff, and I said, "Is this for real? Like, what's going on here?" And they they had a good little run. So it seemed like a really good tournament. Weather didn't get you too too bad, I hope. Not we 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 actually got very lucky to get through what we did on Thursday and got them back out and yeah. finished Thursday's round Friday morning. Did the playoff and did, did actually did a shotgun to get the first round of match play going just to try to catch up a little bit. So it, yeah. it worked out well. Good, good. I'm sure Mr. Tallman was a great host and all the staff there. <laughs> As as usual, him and, and Will Holroyd's been yeah. there for thirty three years as superintendent and just did a, has done a fantastic job. So yeah, yeah, uh, we're excited. But yeah, we so we got done with all that, Alan, and we got a lot coming up. Like I said, tis the season. We're into June now, and uh, this, this uh, coming up uh, this weekend, the seventh and eighth of June, uh, we've got the Upstate Junior uh, up there at Smithfields. Yeah, um, up there with your man Chuck Conley. Let me. I'm and stop. Uh, I want to share something real quick, man. Uh, so Chuck Conley and I just got back from Pinehurst, and we we were asked to go up there, I guess by Jordan Booth USGA. But there's a movement right now, and I don't know if you know about this: the women in turf. The U.S. Right. the U.S. Women's Open this week. And I was also up there watching Jensen Castle and Anna Morgan, two of our former juniors. But there are 32 women from across the country that are there taking care of the golf course. They are cutting the cups, raking the bunkers, divots, mowing, and Chuck and I had opportunity to interview them, and I think Chuck and I are honestly one of the girls now, so to speak, but uh, <laughs> an affiliate member of Women in Turf, if you can, if you yeah. will. But anyway, it's very, it's a, it's a good group of people, and it was, uh, it was inspiring to be around them and get to know those girls. So that's awesome. That's yeah. that's a that's a neat movement they got going, and yeah, I I think a lot of people don't aren't aware of how many women are are in the. the and you know superintendents and agronomy side of things so i think that's fantastic they're doing that highlighting them yep and you you can give a shameless plug here you can listen to pulling weeds soon there'll be there's a whole series of interviews and, and kind of like us we're right now we're going to go on to a florence series of interviews but there's kind of a reason why you know uh, yeah yeah absolutely we're doing absolutely we doing a lot we've there. got a lot coming up we've got a lot coming up here at florence so we got our junior championship and then uh first of, first of july we got the grant bennett coming up there so uh we're excited we got a big run here in, in flow town so that's that's the reason for a lot of these upcoming 
uh, series of, of guests that we have on, on Off the Hosel. Yeah, it's going to kind of coordinate with the events that are going on in real time. So first one today is Greg Jones, Little little Dog Jones, some people call him. Little Dog. Yep, Greg Jones. He's uh, He's got a little history there at Florence itself. I obviously grew up there, but he won our, our state amateur there in 2000. And, uh, what 17 i believe we were there for that so yes it was uh, we had a had a good talk and i hope everybody has a good listen here to, to mr greg jones together the south carolina golf association the south carolina junior golf association and the south carolina junior golf foundation strive to promote preserve and grow the game of golf in south carolina through a combined effort each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf junior golf and grow the games initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The My SCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA major championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. Greg Jones, welcome to SCGA Off the Hustle. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. Appreciate y'all having me. Good Thank having you. you. Good Thank having you. us back here at Florence Country Club. Yeah, no, um, we're looking forward to all the exciting stuff coming this summer, and it's always good having you guys here, and everybody appreciates and loves all you guys, all that y'all do for, for golf and, and for Florence Country Club. This so is like a second it. home for us. I mean, we It is, man. It feels good to be back here. I, I mean, I feel like I'm coming home every time I pull into the parking lot. It's incredible. So you probably want them to have the mid-amateur here, don't you? <laughs> that would be nice. I, I, I probably missed a pretty golden opportunity the last time it was here. I um, just didn't play my play my best. But Okay, you did get to play in it? I did. I think uh-huh. I backdoored like a 10th place finish. It, it played really hard. I remember, I think uh, Zach Seifert won, yep. um, another Clemson guy. And I uh, remember played real hard that last day. I think I shot like 70 and moved up. I wasn't really in a good spot. But, um, but yeah, I probably missed a pretty good opportunity there. Because he, he's already got the junior and amateur. We need right. to get him to mid-am and the senior. Yeah, he's yeah. Going, he can go through the quadfecta. Yeah. I don't know what that's what's called or not. The Bill, Bill Smunk slam he always talked about. Almost, yeah. yeah. He can well, get ahead of that. Yeah, that's, that's, that would be something special, but that's be pretty hard to do, I think. <laughs> All right, so you grew up playing golf here. That's right. Florence Country Club. Florence Country Club. Who was the golf pro? Eric Smith or was that before Yeah, Eric? no. So Bob Boyd, Eric Smith, Brad Kirkman. Do you remember um, all those guys? Oh, yeah. Um, who was that? Yeah, that's probably. And then Steve, right? Steve was yeah. after Eric. That's correct. Yeah. And so it was probably Bob, then Brad, then Eric, then Steve. Steve's been here since I was, I don't know, I might have been in like ninth grade or something. I can't Did remember. any one of those have an influence on you more than another, maybe? Teaching-wise um, or? Eric Smith, Brad Kirkman, and Eric, uh, Bob played all the time. I was real little then. Too. Right, he did play a lot. <laughs> and I was real little, too. So, um, But, no, I mean, Brad Kirkman was real into teaching, and, and so was Eric Smith. And those guys, um, they were real involved with the juniors and, and did a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely remember spending time with those guys and, and helping me along the way here and there. Um, and then, obviously, when Steve came – um, I was older and playing a lot, so I'd always beg him to go play with me. We played all the time together, and he, he was a great player. I, I thought really good. Steve's a sneaky good player. Yeah. A lot of people don't know how good a player he was. Yeah. It became, is, was. Yeah, so I was always trying to get him to go play. Back then with the long putter, though, he would shoot 64 in a heartbeat and not think about it. I know, know, unbelievable. I played a lot when you were in that teenage years, yep. and I've seen you shoot 31 and 30s on Ridgewood. Yeah, that's right. Not Ridgewood, but the front nine here. That's right, that's uh, right, yeah. 
Yeah, and so I, I and Buddy Baker was another person as a junior who had a lot of influence. I mean, I played a lot with him, and I remember him taking me over off to the side of range in ten, just going in the woods with bags of balls and finding holes and gaps, trying to hit high low cuts and draws. Really? And so, yeah, I also have another good Buddy Baker story to tell. Um, Let's hear it. <laughs> we tried to get him today, but he couldn't make it. He down. wouldn't. Do, yeah, he he should get him on here. I, I mean, I remember one day we were playing, we were walking, and um, he shot uh, twenty nine on the front nine. We get around to 10, and he pars 10, and I, he picks up his bag, and he starts walking back towards the clubhouse. Like, buddy, what are you doing, man? He's like, I can't believe I just parred the easiest hole in the golf course. <laughs> he walked in. Walked you in. Know, I was like, man, I've, you just shot 29. I've heard stories where he would – he bogeyed number two. He, he, he yeah. Birdie one, bogey two, and he'd be done. Yeah, so really. he quit, yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Buddy's a U.S. junior champion. Yeah, he was an unbelievable player, and, and he and he really did spend a lot of – a lot of time with with me in particular. I mean, he just invested some time in me, and um, I appreciated that for sure. So here's the thing: is uh, when I worked here in the golf shop, one day the Country Club of North Carolina called and said, "Do you by chance have a guy named Buddy Baker in there tapping the counter?" That's what Buddy would do, just hang yeah. out a lot. And I said, "I sure do." And you know, hand the phone to Buddy. They need to get when this is a long time ago, kind of before cell phones, and just during the bag car phone days. Yeah. So when I tried to track down Buddy to get this interview, I called the Country Club North Carolina Golf Shop, and I said, do you by chance have – Buddy Baker still a member? And he was, and gave my number, and he called me, but we couldn't work it out today. So. Yeah, he's probably a, in the pro shop. <laughs> <laughs> How about some of the other young men you play with? Herbert, Rufus, Evan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all those guys. Robbie Timms. Uh, oh, Alan Poole was a really good player. Yes. Um, could have could have gone to play college golf, but um, – was a really good student. I believe he went to Wake Forest on a yeah. full academic scholarship. He did. I remember that. Um, Matt Kellett played at Charleston. Was a good player. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I don't know what Matt's up kid. to. I hadn't I hadn't seen him in years, but he was a he was a heck of a good player. So, um, how did you get recruited to Clemson? How did that process start? Was it some tournaments you won? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Um, what tournaments? Let's talk about your junior career a little bit. Jeez. <laughs> Going way back. Yeah. Well, see, I won the Florence Junior now, the Grant Bennett. As a 13-year-old, I think I won the whole thing. Um, so, that was nice. Oh, you won all the divisions from the yeah. same set of teams? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm surprised by that. Um, you know, I played in all the South Carolina stuff and some Carolinas. And I think I – I won the South Carolina Junior in every age group. I think there's only, like, one other person who's done that. Um, maybe. I remember when you brought that trophy home after winning that tournament. I worked in the golf yeah. shop here, and that was the heaviest trophy I'd ever touched in my life, the Charlie Roundtree trophy. Well, that, it, that was 99 when you won the junior championship. That's right. At Mid-Carolina. It's the first That's time exactly we left right. Lexington in forever. Yep. And uh, you won by six shots. And yep. I'm going to name a couple names that were in the field. Somebody might recognize it. Scott Brown was right behind you. Yep. Uh, Kevin Kisner played in it. Dustin Johnson played in it. That's right. Um, so it was a pretty good, pretty good How does field. How you feel hearing that? <laughs> so, so I got a funny story to that also. Um, I, I can tell that now or later. But um, Let's go. Go for it. Go well, um, I won the Jones Cup, which is obviously a prestigious amateur event they have at, at Ocean Forest in Sea Island. I won it when I was at Clemson, and um, this was maybe last year. It was within the last couple of years. A couple of my friends, Brian Falcone, who y'all know, he he, they were down at Ocean Forest playing. And it was a group of them, and I get this picture, and it's a, it's a, it's. They send me a, they have the the champions on the plaque in the locker room. It has all the lists of these guys, and he goes, "What happened to you? You're the only <laughs> one who's not on the PJ Tour or played the PJ Tour." I was like, "Man, f y'all." No. I hear you. I, hear you. <laughs> I thought great. it was pretty pretty funny um, and very is. fitting. 
Um, but uh, but yeah. yeah, and so yeah, played uh, um, Mid Carolina. I, I played in the CGA. I never won that. Okay. Um, won some AJGA events. Um, I ended up making that um, Cannon Cup team one year. Yeah. You were on the inaugural Can-Am Cup team. Can-Am team. Can-Am, made Can-Am, yep. yep. And then I was saying the AJJ Can-Am Cup, East First oh, West. Oh, Can-Am Cup, yep, yep, yep Did yep. that. Um, Michael Manson and I were both on that team with some good players, some good some good it. girls, too, that went on to um, to play LPGA Tour. Christy McPherson was on that squad, too, I want to say, that year. Another South Carolina. Did, am I wrong in remembering that you would fly – that you went to somewhere else to qualify for U.S. Junior. It might have been schedule-related because it was so tough here. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, I never played in the U.S. Junior, um, and I only qualified for one amateur, and okay. that was at Oakmont, and I had a good run there. Um, God, those things are so hard to qualify for, <laughs> I mean, especially around here. I was just talking to Michael Manis, and we really want to try and qualify for that four ball next year yeah. at Kiowa. And we're like, look, and we're like, I'm like, man, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I saw us at Lexington. I'm like, well, golly, Lexington has so many good players now. I was like, man, I don't, I don't think that's where we need to go. Well, we, you know, we're in our 40s. I'm like, these young cats are that, that all play out there every day. And yeah. I'm like, eh, we probably need to go somewhere else. So we're going to go up a little north. We've already signed up. We're going, we signed up for West Virginia. So we're going, we're going to give by God West Virginia a run. There you go. There <laughs> Back you go. in your era, I caddied for Robbie Thames in the U.S. Junior Qualifier at Columbia Country Club mm-hmm. when it was 36 holes. And we uh, we got paired with your board member from down, Rob, Rob, Rob Simmons. Simmons, Rob Simmons, yeah, yeah. And Rob qualified it. Yeah, Robbie yeah. didn't, but we did make the cut and had to carry caddy thirty six holes. <laughs> yeah, but now you know they reduce that to eighteen holes now. Right. Yeah. No yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and that, that's, that's not probably, a bad thing. Probably a good thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, even the U.S. Amateur still thirty six holes, but we years ago I made the decision to bust that up into a two day event because this. Down in South Carolina, June and July, 36 holes in one day. I'm First one I ran, USAM, was down at Dunes West, and I had to call the ambulance three different times because I had people monkeying on the oh, golf course. It. it was brutal. It was yeah. brutal. So the 18 hole for juniors is good, but you're right. You know, any of these USGA qualifiers that we run through here, through South Carolina, I mean, the, the talent level in South Carolina is incredible. It really, for such a small state, too, you, mean, yeah. you got to realize, I mean, it's, South Carolina is not big. And to think of all the good players we've had come out of South Carolina is really mind-blowing. Yeah, it's, it it's, is. It's super impressive. The, the way I track my phone on the Golf Channel app, I have all the South Carolina guys started. And if you go to the PJ Tour or Corn Ferry Tour any week, you could have you know, up to 10, 11, 12 names of our you know, guys. Did you know there's a limit to how many you can store on that, on that app? No, yeah, I reached the limit. Uh, yeah. I got all the South Carolina boys, and I reached yeah. the limit now on how many I can store. All it's right, so Clemson. How did you get to Clemson? What – so, yeah, so I come from a huge Clemson family. My dad, his brothers, um, even I, I think both of, one of my, both my aunts went there, but I think one transferred to South Carolina. But, um, yeah. Is she so, the black sheep of the family? No, no okay. she does not like Clemson. <laughs> and it's been a tough run for her here as late. So, sure. uh, so All of us Gamecock uh, people, I'm telling you. You know, but oddly enough, my grandmother, my dad's mom, was a cheerleader at South Carolina. And so, and then all her kids ended up at Clemson. Really? But, um, yeah, and so, obviously, I was a good junior player and was being recruited because, you know, I had the, the resume and all that, but it was like a dead giveaway. I mean, I wanted to go to Clemson bad, and, you know, Clemson wanted me, so it was it – was, Did you uh, entertain anybody else? I like, did, seriously? I really did not. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it was – who were some of your teammates on your first couple of years? Here? So my first year, like notables, I overlapped with Jonathan Bird. Um, he he was he was his last year. It's my first, I redshirted my first year, and then um, so I played with Lucas and Engler, um, and then you know 
all the other guys. You know, my recruiting class was – we had four of us, a good class, Michael Sims, E.J. Trahan, Matt Hendricks, and myself. Wow. Which is – Pretty solid. Pretty – yeah. I don't know how Larry pulled that off. But <laughs> he had some magic. Yeah. Um, he had it going on. And so, yeah. And, um, God, we had a lot of fun. Y'all, y'all won the national championship in 2003. That's right, at Oklahoma State. And – we finished my, – my redshirt freshman year, we played at Duke. We finished second there. And then the next year, we finished third at Ohio State. And then it was not certain if DJ wanted to come back or not because, he, you know, he was like the player of the year. I mean, he right. won everything. Yep. I mean, he beat everybody's brains in. It was it was the craziest thing. I mean, it was impressive. And he came back, and then we were preseason one, and we never lost the number one ranking. And then, you know, we won a ton of tournaments that year. We won the conference regionals, and we ended up – winning the Nationals against a very good Oklahoma State team with Hunter Mahan, Alex Noren, and others at Okie State. And if I'm not mistaken, the starting five and the rest of the team were all South Carolina That's boys right. at that time. That's right. It was uh, me, Ben Duncan, uh, Hendricks, Ferguson, and DJ. Wow. All from South Carolina. That's a pretty good squad. Yeah. No wonder y'all won. I know. And we were like Tim, – yeah, Tim Drake could tell you this. We were like 200-and-something under par for the year. Wow. And then we shot 39 over to win by two at, uh, at Oklahoma. It played. It was like playing in a USAM slash open yeah. – I mean, you hit it in the rough and then there would be a flag. You'd oh, go really? there, grab your sandwich, and Chip hack it out. out in the fairway. Yeah, it was brutal. Where um, did you practice? Walk a course mainly? No, we have our, we had our own facility. You know, Not like you, it does, no, yeah. Well, we, yeah, right. It wasn't like as, as pimp as it is now. But, uh, <laughs> I think we helped pave that way for the rest okay. of those guys. Right. Um, but it, yeah, we definitely. still had our own our – own, um, we had that. We had a big Bermuda green and bunkers, and we had tees on both sides of the of the range. And then we still we had that shed, that hitting bay yeah. was built while I was there during some point. But we didn't have the, you know, the multiple greens and flags and tar, you know. Right. And then um and then the Walker course had a um their uh, nursery green and they put holes in it. And we could go park it was right off the side of the road and we'd slip up there not and not get bothered. Right. Yeah. Um, it was like off the side of like number five maybe. Did you ever get no Don Garrett superintendent there? Not not well, no. Have you ever um, seen the superintendent's building that they work out of there? I've never seen that. It's the old cow house. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the old really? whatever you call a cow house. But, I mean, it's still got troughs in it where they park equipment. In fact, he needs to bust the troughs up to get more equipment in there. <laughs> yeah, so It's neat. I mean, the dairy, the dairy area. Yeah. We played mostly at Bosco Bell. That's just where the game was. And the greens were always so good. And you had to – you know the bell. Well, everybody hits it further now than back then. The balls evolved so much, but um, you know you had to work it and curve it and stuff. What ball were you playing back then? Balladas. So it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. So I grew up playing balladas, and then it like there was a tour prestige, and then a professional, and then at some point in time when I was in college, it turned to the Pro V One, and I'll never forget because everybody like me kind of stayed the same with the Pro V One, and those people that were like fifteen or twenty longer than you when they got the Pro V One, they became like forty longer. So it's like all of us kind of stayed the same, and the longer ones got even longer. It's like we couldn't compress that ball just right or what, but but yeah, yeah, the Pro V One was. That ball still play today? I do, yeah. I play. I play the black Pro V one. Yeah, that's, yeah. I've always played a Titleist ball. I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think I could. I mean, it's so mental now. I don't think I could look at it. You know what? A lot of, obviously, we do a lot of starting at the first tee, and I sit there when everybody's identifying their golf balls, and I've seen a little change over the years, but it's still usually I'm playing a three or a yeah. six or whatever yeah. they're playing now. I got a funny ball story. Speaking of that, um, so. Somewhere along the way, DJ was an all-titleist guy. And then one day he shows up 
to back to school, and he's got all Nike stuff, all Nike clubs, Nike ball. I'm like, man, what's going on here? <laughs> but uh, and this was the year we won nationals, so um, we used to tee. We we got the NCAA's. I remember messing with coach because there were some incentives involved. Like four to five guy played Titleist and you won. Like he got a bonus. Be like, coach, don't be messing with me, man. I'm gonna change balls, you know. <laughs> but man, stop, stop. That ain't funny. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we used to mess with them because we all played Tylus, like I said, and then DJ flipped over to Nike. and I think DJ's back playing Tylus now, but well, there are no Nike balls anymore. Right. Which was probably back then just a precept, wasn't it, with a Nike stamp? Uh, yeah. Before we get back to Clemson, I want to talk about your clubs because you were one of the first ones I remember getting custom clubs. Mm. And this is when I might have been a cart guy. But everybody here at Florence Country Club, you were, I think, the first one I remember, but there was a guy at the beach. Mike they, Harris. Mike Harris. Yeah. And he would fit your shafts and mm-hmm. fit your heads and – the Apache heads, Apache shafts or something. Yeah. But. Probably probably looking back, I don't know that it was probably the best move doing all that because he made the clubs really long and really upright. And now knowing now what you know about the golf swing, you're better off having a short flat one to help you when you swing, you know, stay in your posture or whatever. But you could definitely hit those clubs higher and further. It'd be long, whippy shafts. I could, and I needed a little bit of help back then. I was kind of little and um, needed some help getting it up in the air. And he he did he was good at building clubs. Um, he closed his shop, but I think he still works out of his house down in Polly's now. But man, he built clubs for for everybody. He made some money off this country club no circa doubt. 1997, 98. Word got around, everybody started traveling oh, yeah. down that way. Yes. I remember these old Alpha Reaction head. It was like I played that thing in clubs. I don't even know if they were legal, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Didn't ask too many questions. I could hit it a little further, so that's what I played. Like, be like, what are you hitting? I'm like, man, you don't need to know about this. Right, right. But man, technology has made such a change yeah. since back in that day. I mean, when I was, I was transitioning when I was playing junior golf between the persimmon and the metal metal wood heads yeah. at that time, metal heads at that time. And but these kids now, what they're coming out with, and all the new equipment. Heck, you, you get something new, and by the time you get in your hands, there's something else out already. Thankfully, they can all get them for free now. Right, the juniors yeah. are free. When I mean, we were kids. That program didn't exist. You had to pay for everything. Yeah, there I just no free clubs until you got to college. I just saw on Twitter this morning Jonathan Grizz was at Callaway getting fitted yeah, yeah. in Odyssey. Uh, yeah, that didn't exist as a <laughs> that's a whole other ball game. There. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. The technology is insane, man. I mean, yeah. You got any other amateur stats for Greg? Anything he's done? Uh, well, like I said, as far as the amateur stuff, I mean, he he other than you know won our state amateur here in 2017, which was. One for the ages, man. That was a story upon itself, and we'll get back to that in a little bit here. But uh, I wanted to go back to the Boscobel days. It had some games out there at Boscobel, didn't they? They did. So that coach, and the coach played a lot back then. And, he won uh, the amateur two times. Yeah, yeah. And he used to beat up on them. I mean, when I first got to school, I could, the bell. Y'all know the bell. I mean, they they redid that number uh, eight green when I was there. When I first got there, it was the original eight green, and I, you had to know how to play out there. And I mean. God, so it just was a little bit of a learning curve. I lost a lot of money my first year <laughs> playing out there. That's but, funny. But but you figure it out, and you get better, and you get sick of losing. And um, But, yeah, the game was always good out. Ken Murray played a lot with Big old Murray. Team. Yeah, um, miss old Murray. See, I don't but, think um, I've ever been to basketball. I may have driven really? by it. But oh, no? Never, never been to yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. They've, they've gone through. They had a couple couple years here. They're trying to get the golf course back together, I yeah, think. But I yeah. think they're doing well now. I, I follow them on social media. It looks like the greens and everything are looking yeah. good again. Yeah. I saw a picture of Coach play out there one day. I need to check in and see if he's playing a little more. But, he's, um, he said last time we got together with him, he said he's going to try to play a little bit more. He still couldn't string together two or three days in a row necessarily. His feet but, bother him, I yeah, think. Yeah, he got his bad foot. Yeah. He's got some wheel problems. I would think he's on a boat somewhere. Probably, so. I don't blame him. I need, that's where I need to be with him on a boat catching a strike <laughs> or having a cold one, you know. 
I hear you. Uh, What was your best moment, worst moment playing-wise? Did you ever lose it? I don't think you ever really lost it, did you? Not not really, no. Like, when I say lost it, just being kind. Having a bad, bad run. Well, Wesley Bryan, you know, would shoot 90 every now and then. Yeah. No, I was fortunate. I never had a bad run like that, honestly, man. Um, I don't think I hit it far enough to hit it far enough offline that bad back then. But all right, but no, fortunately. I think we skipped over Can Am. We're already in the. Well, yeah, we did, we did. We we mentioned it. I think the inaugural Can Am, which we've been doing now. We we we've been at Watch the Saw now for many years, and we got the the Watch the Saw Warriors and the club supports the event. It's incredible. it's a completely different event than the first time you played in. I mean, we do yeah. the dinners and all that. And I mean, it's, it's some, but when you did it, you were at Bay Tree. Bay Tree, yep. And which doesn't exist anymore. That's right. It's gone. It was a lot of fun. A lot was, of fun. They even taken that water tree. tower down. Yeah, they did. They. Yeah. I hadn't been up that way in a while. But yeah, it was. That was. Roundtree was there. Roundtree was there. And I can't remember the blonde hair lady gal. What was her name? She was involved with Shay Noel. Yep, Shay. Yep. She was very involved. She was there, and um. We we beat the breath out of Canada. I know that. Yeah. Um, we had a good team, and uh, we probably did some things we weren't supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Hat might have been a slightly irritated with me and one Michael Manis one morning, but um, yeah, I imagine. But I hey, imagine we took care of business, so you know you take care of business. You can maybe let something slide. I tell you, there. nowadays, and I think, like I said, things are different now. But those Canadian teams, they come in and they're here for like two or three weeks prior. And they're they're practicing and doing and it's it's kind of impressive what they can do coming from the environment they've been right. in for the last the few wet, months to come right. down in March and be able to compete the way they do. That is true to think about. It. They have a little bit of a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we playing all year long and they're they're smart holding up. for us to plan it. Then. Right, yeah, we I play, like that. Hey, we're not we're not stupid. <laughs> we're not as dumb as we look. Uh, but yeah, sure. it was uh, it was good to have you part of that. And I fact your uh, that team pictures on our wall right across yeah. from my office still in, in there. So good memories. You for and sure. Manus right beside each other. How was that when Manus went to South Carolina and you were in Clemson? Did y'all give each other any grief about that? You know, I think Coach was recruit. We were, yeah. I mean, because he just grew up right down the road, man. I mean, we'd spend the night together as kids in high school and stuff. And we both also um, worked with Mike Schroeder. Um, He's really who, when you're asking who helped me probably the most, would would be Mike Schroeder over the years. You know, and he passed a few years ago, unfortunately. But – but yeah, he spent a lot of time down there at Wild Wing with with Mike, and um, you know he taught Michael, the Roof Brothers, yep. um, Jimmy Flippin. You remember him? Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Christy McPherson. I mean, you know he he taught you know Dallas Ambrose. I mean, he taught all. all God, I heard that name yeah. in years. Um, a lot of a lot of players. A lot of people travel. Like they're traveling now to come see Paul. It kind of reminds me of yeah. that. People, kids coming from all around the area to come come get lessons and. Um, he was he was he was a heck of a teacher. And good when guy. you got done with your time at Clemson, uh, did you go out and try the, the pro ranks, pro stuff? I a did, bit? man. I, I I did it for five years, I think. Which probably the last two years was too long. I just didn't wasn't sure. My heart probably wasn't fully in it that last year and right. a half. But I just kind of floundering around, wasn't sure what to do. And I, but I missed four times at second stage of Q school, so I was right there. Um, one time by two, that was a long ride home. Remember my first year, I got through my first year here, and Steve Bear went and caddied for me down at uh, second stage, down at the uh, the Ombre. The we played the bad and the ugly down on Panama City Beach, which is no longer there. But they had three nines, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and I went there three times out of the four, and um, it was it, it was a course that I could have gotten through on, but. I don't know, man. I just, I just never quite could get through there. Did you do some of the mini tour stuff? Yeah, I bounced around. I did them all, man. I, my first year, I lived a winter down in um, 
down in West Palm on Singer Island, me and Brent Delahousse played. It would have been the old Golden Bear Tour. It was the Gateway Tour when we played it. And we stayed down there for a winter, and an old uh, Bubby Floyd from here helped us out. He uh, he, he owns this old-school mom-and-pop motel on Singer Island, which is great. It was right down from Singer, Singer uh, I mean, excuse me, Selfish Marina. So we could – we could walk or ride our bikes over the marina every afternoon nice. and um it, you know and of course in, in palm west palm beach palm beach in, in january february it's like perfect right Man. it's a good spot to be and he hooked us up with that pad and so i did played down there a winter and then i you know, did the hooters tour did the e-off tour i did the the that the little Burtle beach had these little tours grandstand yep. pro golf yep. tour i'd do those yeah um you know Mon- monday it, qualifier it? yeah it is man people think it's all great and everything else but um it's hard it, it, you know if you're probably not one of the elite people i mean traveling like that and hotels like can be pretty lonely you know yeah. um this was probably 2008 2009-ish you and i were doing the u.s open qualifier succession first time i met dane burkhart and he was telling me yeah. that the uh mini tours are basically like scjga for cash that's right i mean it's, <laughs> it's organized gambling i mean you're, right. you're just putting up money and they're pulling a fee to for whatever their rake oh, is, right, and yeah. that's right. And then all the others, no sponsor money. Yeah. Some of those Hooters events may have had a little bit of extra sponsor money, but all the other ones is just play for you're playing for everybody else's money. Yeah, Hooters even tried to have the pro-ams day before for a while. Yeah, they and did. Then, yeah. They they always had them on on Wednesdays. They had the Wednesday yeah. pro-am. They had the little Hooters chicks out there running around. So it's it's amazing actually. Uh, Speaking of that, you got your amateur status back in 2011. Is that right? Yeah. Um, we, we keep a list on our website of all the, you know, everybody who's got their amateur status back the years in case they need it for preference, what have you. But you go through that list and all the people that have come through our programs, junior programs, and gone out and played college and then went and tried to do the, the pro ranks for a little bit and have right. come back. Cause, I mean, it's brutal. I mean, it's brutal when you were there. It's even more brutal now trying yeah. to do it. Well, and everything's real expensive now, too, yeah. right? So, um, although I remember like back in, 2008 ish or something i was coming back from atlanta and it was like the gas prices were yeah there was a run remember what yeah. about 2007 yeah, was, or eight yeah, when we had that yeah, yeah we had that bad bad run yeah i do remember that calling my dad i was like man i just filled up and it was over a hundred dollars it's like <laughs> oh yeah yeah like, man i feel that like, thing yeah now. it's uh and i filled up the other day it was 97 but yeah. hopefully better times ahead my man but so when did the family come about? When did you meet Michelle? Was so, that during the pro golf? No, no. Michelle and I went to high school together, um, believe it or not. And so we started dating the end of our senior year in high school. We were both already going to Clemson. And then so we made it all the way through Clemson, believe it or not. Pretty I don't know how, she, how she there. did that. But She's been there all. She, my wife has been through it all, man. Yeah, yeah she and they, the girlfriends would come to a lot of the college tournaments and – Heck, she's even caddied for me in a Hooters tour event in the summer. But um, and then she went and got her masters from South Carolina, and we broke up for one semester, my fifth year, and her first semester in grad school at South Carolina. And then we got back together, and we've been married for I don't know, fourteen, fifteen years or something. Two kids. Yep, little boy nine, yeah. Greg the third. Yeah. And punish everybody. So everybody's hollering, Greg. It's like I didn't do it. And he's like, I didn't do it. And my dad's like I didn't do it. Oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> I'm like, wasn't funny. me. I'm like, God, who's calling Greg? <laughs> And um and then I have a little girl Maggie she's seven so we had a lot going on it's fun. Either um, one of them out here with Paul Woodbury doing the golf. Greg thing? a little bit he did more so younger he's he's doing baseball right now he's all in on that and um I just saw Paul earlier he's going to do one of the camps this summer and yeah. so hopefully this summer he'll get involved a little bit more yeah. but he you know he's doing all the team sports he'll play soccer and basketball and I saw Rufus's kid was playing in an event. He plays a lot, yeah. yeah. He's got a good little swing too. Does he? 
Rufus had a good swing. Yeah. But, you know, I love to hear that about your boy doing a little bit of everything right yeah. now, especially at nine years old. And, you know, we see in any sport, you see a kid kind of get pushed towards a certain sport and they don't get to experience right. everything else. And yeah, no, he, he he's, a, he's a good little athlete. He's real competitive. And um, I wonder where he gets that from. Yeah. But, yeah. uh but no, he he and he's got good hand-eye coordination, and he's a good kid. And uh, but he he's doing it all, and I'm sure he'll evolve into some golf at some point. And if he doesn't, that's fine too. You yeah. know, it's you can't you can't they gotta let him be their own little person. Well, let's let's we got you back to amateur status now in 2011. Yeah. I know you played some some things here and there, but you kind of you kind of came out your your own shell there as an amateur in 2017 when we did the state am here at Florence yeah. Country Club. Yeah, you know. Um, I hadn't really played really in anything up until till then. Right. Maybe some four balls. Yep, I played, and, ball and that's, that's kind of what I enjoy anymore. I, brother. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but I thought, man, what a golden opportunity! They're having this tournament here. The course was great. They're going to set it up hard. I was like, and so I practiced really hard for that year leading up to that when I knew the tournament was coming here. Because I was like, you know, hey, if I if I have a good my game that's pretty good, I think I can have a chance. I could at least compete. Yeah. And. um you know, who knows? I mean, I, heck, I was a lot better when I was younger. I never won the stadium. I think mm-hmm. I finished third at, at Greenville when Bill Haas won. Yep. That was my best finish to date until till then. And then, um, yeah, so how that happened, I don't know. A little bit of luck. I played great and knew the course. And the course played firm and hard. And so, the course was hard. I remember that rough. Yeah. We had to have spotters on just about every hole. Yep. And that rough was chip-out rough at that time. So that that helps me. Yeah. Um, the knowledge here, I think, is important yeah. more than some other Do you places. feel any pressure? I mean, hometown boy to, with some game. Yeah, for sure. So I think, like, so I, like having – I had they had they hosted first days of tour school here. So, like – the pressure thing is, if your game's good, you can kind of ride a little bit of momentum because people will come coming out and watching, right? And they want to know what's going on. And but if you're struggling a little bit, it makes it a lot harder. Because I've kind of rode that on both sides of that, right? Um, and so my game was pretty good. So I was like, all right, this is kind of fun. And my friends are into this. There's a good crowd. I'm in the mix, and people are watching. And um, I don't know. It was fun. I kind of embraced. I didn't have really anything to lose, right? So. I'm like I was supposed to win. You're right. I mean, you weren't – everybody here knew you were. Right. But everybody uh, – most of the players, the college kids, didn't know you. Right. And they didn't know you were supposed to win. Right. Uh, that what, huge crowd you had following you did. Yeah. Like, that was a heck of a crowd. And yeah. just – let's go through the days here just to give you – remind you of what you did. You, uh, you shot 69, 67, 65, 71 uh, for a total of 272, and you beat Ryan Mortar and R.J. Keir by two strokes that week. Right. Which is – Pretty darn impressive because those yeah. boys were those those were the top of the top of that time. They were playing both of them playing real good. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Had it been somewhere else, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I remember the last round. I I made I made a I made like a twelve footer for double on three. I hit a five wood out of bounds, <laughs> and then I pull hooked a five wood into the left over there by the pond, and then I had to like chip it out. Then I. Are you carrying a five wood still? Yeah, it's okay. like it's a tailor made V still. This thing's as old as me, man. <laughs> I still have it. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I guess sometimes yeah. didn't on that yeah. one. Those. <laughs> so you double three that day? Yeah, I right out the gates, man. I like I said, I, I that making that twelve footer for trip for double was huge. Was that right? Yeah, it was a double. Or was it a triple? It was a double. 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 Yeah. But um, but yeah, and so I don't know. I was feeling the heat there a little bit. Um. For sure, I would think. I remember, I was working that event. You know, oh, yeah. on the media side, I was still with y'all. And, oh yeah, and uh, packing up. You know, we're here for a little bit after the event's over, and that 
stag bar. Oh, yeah. Popping down there. We went, we went big. Y'all were drinking out of that trophy, which I, yeah. I wasn't going to tell you at the time, but uh, <laughs> it might not have been the best decision in the world. Yeah. I may or may not have had one or two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the course, I, don't well, know. I, I remember. That's one thing I do remember about that event was. I, mean, I remember the whole, everything. It was a great event, but the following you had, yeah. especially up there on eighteen green. I mean, it was just everybody had come out to word had gotten out. The yeah. hometown boys well, that's what I'm saying. The hometown guy never wins. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Not at an SCGA event. No, anyway. it's too right. hard, man. It's it, a, it a lot of pressure. Well, it's just hard to win. Period. Right. right? True. And then you know, like I was saying, like I played in all those state ams when I was you know, one of the top amateurs and. Like I never won one then, but why, right. why now? You know, I'm here. I am. I don't. I work, kids, everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it just pieces together, and you know, I don't know. It's hard to win in any at any level, and so yeah, that's anything cool. particular during that whole week stick out in your mind that you kind of always remember. Drinking out of that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I can tell a story. I remember I was playing with a kid from NC State. I can't remember his name. And um, Christian Sons or Justin Hood. One it was two. Justin Hood. And there was another kid. This might have been like the third round. We were off at like 10 or something like that. And this, we got around to number two. And I was, we were in carts, and they didn't know who I was, you know. Yeah. And um, I don't blame them. Yeah. And, um, but two, you know, someone had like um, missed it left. And so where I parked the cart – cart was in the way and um that justin hood's dad somebody asked him to like move my cart up and i could probably had a styrofoam cup and yeah. i might have had a cold top in there for it and i saw him look in there and he looked at his watch and i saw him and i was like well, that ain't my first pal <laughs> i've been warming up all morning yeah you're not the only guy who's got a cold beer wait somebody yeah. came to me one time and said biff have you ever thought about banning alcohol at your events i said absolutely not <laughs> we wouldn't have any events to ban about mike when i get out here early to warm up <laughs> So it's part of it. It's you know, it just sell our nerves a little bit. But yeah, I thought I, I remember that. That was funny. But to, to the golf part of it, I, I remember I putted really well. And you know, when you shoot those scores and do all that, you got to putt good. Yeah. And so, well, and you know, again, that local knowledge out here because yeah, these greens as much as any are so area based. You know, I mean, yeah. there's mm-hmm. certain spots on if each green. You if you spot, you, you're you're toast. Yeah, yeah, the best you can do is a 12-foot putt coming back. That's it? right. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Which is why I love this place. It's what's hard to get up and down, you know. Like, you start missing greens, and it's 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 real hard to, you know, to chip it close. Well, it's another thing about Florence. They're all on slope like this, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Camden or, or Palmetto. People look at the scorecard, and they're like, uh, whatever, you know, 6,000 right. 6, whatever yards. It's a long, it's a long golf course. I mean, it, it can play long, and especially the way we had it that week. How Drew had done a good job with it that week is incredible. It always holds up. It always held up during those Q schools. Yeah. I mean, every year, it, it just for whatever reason, this course seems to hold up. Which is another reason why we held just about every championship I can think of. We've held out here along yeah. with USJ qualifiers and the first stage yeah. and i mean it, it's just it holds its own it really does and in, you can set it up to where it really will i right. mean you know setup's big but yeah i mean it, it it never people never shoot they think you're going to eat it up and it just doesn't happen while we're on the golf course let me ask you this because it didn't happen on purpose it might have been a, a, a silent blessing when we had to, the green change out here the turf mm-hmm. change i know we lost the green there were bent greens and right. had some issues early early summer and yeah. uh and they finally had to go in there and do everything, and they, they changed them over to what we've got now. That's right. Um, and it, it, did you have a preference at the time? Were you concerned? Or uh, and golf course you've been playing all your life? Right. Uh, you know, everywhere had – most places had bent back then when I grew up, you right. know. And um, But 
what you come to realize is in the climate where we are, it is really not. Well, yeah. It's not conducive for growing. The, the Bermuda is way yeah. better. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you got the champions, the mini, but now all the people are going back to there's a, a newer Tiff Eagle. Yeah. And we have that on our chipping green. And I, I, I feel like when, when the life runs out on these, we'll go to that, that Tiff Eagle. And that's why we were trying it on that chipping green over there. And it doesn't mutate, I don't think, like the champions and mini verde do. Um, that's what I'm hearing. Well, my, my classic example of going from Bent to Bermuda, one, Florence Country Club is one of them, but it's also the Riverside course at, at Greenville Country yeah, Club. Yeah, they're awesome, too. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we did the mid-amateur there, and they were yeah. some of the best greens we've ever putted on. I will say, when I heard Greenville, when Riverside was going to do that, I'm, I was a little heartbroken. I was yeah. like, those things are perfect. Don't yeah. Yeah. I think there's some debate on they. Some people want, want Shannon Clear to do that, and then others yeah. don't, but I, they'll probably keep one and one. I think there's too too much, you know. Yeah. They, yeah Michael's a member there, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. You playing that member guest? I think we're doing back, man. Well, we might not survive. I believe we got ours here, and then the next weekend is the one up there. And I was like, man, I don't know. Uh, if I got to bet on one or two, I'm gonna bet on the first one. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know if we are we are we cut out for that anymore. Like, no, man, we might die. I don't mind. We have to do a lot of hydrating in those three days in between or whatever it is. Have you hit forty yet? Yeah, man, I'll be forty-one in July. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. How old is Charlotte? She, she's two years older than me. Okay. So uh, I used to drive. She's his, 43. She just turned 43. I used so to I'll, drive his sister to school in high school. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Got paid. Yeah, man. Pick her up and take her. Nice. Yeah, it's good. They live down yeah, at Snee Farm and uh, down in Charles, Mount Pleasant. Yeah. That place is popping right it now. It is crazy, isn't it? Is, I mean, I get, uh, we got a, pup, a couple people I know that are members there, and they got all kinds of stuff going they on. They do. They, they got a ton of members. They could really make that. That guy who owns it, if he yeah. put a little bit of money in there, they could. They, yeah. could, they could make it. I mean, it's all, it's good. Yeah. But it could be really good with the. I would think. I don't know what, but with the, with the amount of members they have, they could really. Yeah, got a lot down. Make there. it awesome. So, what are you doing these days? Pharmaceutical? No, I'm in. I'm in medical device. I work for a cardiology company called Zoll. I'm in the cardiac management solution division. We do wearable external defibrillators, okay. and we we have 14 day event monitors as well. Wow. So, been with well, them about six. She did an uh, event monitor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's she pretty common. I had to replace the defibrillator, so I had to have. Oh, yeah. She, oh, she had a wearable defibrillator. Yeah. Oh, she had a life vest. Wow. Yeah. For yeah. The, that's what I do. Yeah. 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 She that's probably cool. hated wearing it, didn't she? Uh, it was a tough health period anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she made it through. That's yeah. Well, that's good. So, yeah. And then before that, I was in orthopedics. But um, Your dad's a doctor. Yeah. He's probably about to retire. Yeah. So, uh, big, big medical community here, obviously. I bought my first great big Bertha from his dad. Is that right? 11 degree. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Those, those were good drivers. Yeah. I, I know. Those were some of the best. I never I played those. Uh, Uncle Stewart. Yep. On the family business. He's still he's still fixing cars over there. How's your granddad's business? Jones That's right. Freddy my great granddad. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jones Auto. Yeah. And so I unfortunately wrecked a car and had to go there one time. Yeah. I was sitting in the office and your great granddad looked just like your dad. Mm hmm. Spitting image. I, um, I've unfortunately spent plenty of time over there too. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't like seeing me when I come over there because he knows I don't like to pay very right. well. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, Uncle Webb. Yep, Webb, uh, he, he's a periodontist. He works part-time. Okay. And, um, yep, and then they have two sisters, Faith, who lives here, and um, Sterling. Sterling, yep, who she lives up on the lake. So y'all still got, y'all got a lot of family around here we still. We do, man. I've got a lot of cousins that are, that are back here now, too. Woody passed away. Yep. Was a, he was a huge He's Panthers. cousin. Yeah, he was a big Panthers guy. Let's talk about the Jones group on Sunday. The Jones Group. They still have the Jones Group. It. Yeah, one o'clock. Yeah, there used to be um, two or three groups. The Jones. There was always four Jones. That's but right. But then there was four to eight other guys. That's right. So they, 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 they did a one o'clock dog fight. Um, and there's always three to six groups usually. And I was a cart guy. 
And my favorite tip every Sunday was his dad would leave me two Miller Lights in the cooler. Nice. <laughs> I'd give you a dollar or two. Nice. Like, he loves the Miller Light. <laughs> yeah, he hardly drinks much Miller Light anymore, only if he's playing golf or in a boat. And he likes that uh, that two real fancy places. Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you still you play, still play a little bit here and there? Yeah, I usually play a Sunday game if the weather's good at noon. I play with the noon group. Um, playing a member tournament. I play in a member. Yeah, I play in, if I can, you know, schedule. Right. And then, uh, yeah. Harder during the week anymore to slip out. Um, I used to have a game we'd try and play on Friday afternoons, but man, that seems to be less and less anymore. Right. Um, We've got a good membership here. We do. We've got like 530. We've had like 120 new members in the past little bit. The member guest was so full, they had to go by a date. Of when you joined, is mm-hmm. how you got in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And that's what we people did. People didn't get in. We'll have another one. Well, let's talk about it a little bit because I mean, golf obviously the last couple of years has been booming. And we've seen it. We've seen it throughout the state and, and a lot of clubs. Same like Florence, or it's probably the highest capacity of members they've had in a long time. For sure. But y'all kind of got to start on it with your club with Paul Woodbury and everything he's done here with the junior program right. and, and and this junior practice facility is incredible and the or the clubhouse. And it, it really is. Y'all um, had a focus ever since Grant Bennett was here. I think you know it's, it's always been a focus on juniors, which yep. is really neat. Yeah, so he's got it going on. Paul's done a heck of a great job um, with the program. You guys know what I mean. You yeah. guys see, and like Every time I'm here, he's out there. He, yeah, he, he, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's hard to get a lesson with him, man. I bet. And um, we they they built a state of the art facility over there, and um, the best thing we did is probably putting in those mats so our grass could heal right. back. Right, um, heal a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and so we're still on those, which has been and everybody's liked them. They're nice. Those mats have come a long way. Yeah, but um, yeah. but yeah, the program is is great. Um, so man, kudos. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been it's one of the examples of clubs around the state when we get asked about you know who's yeah. doing what right and, and and we talk about it and it's a unique situation. Yeah. You just got you got to be in the right spot to make it work at your particular facility. But Paul's done a great job and he has. And like I was saying, he's you know people are coming from all over state man to to come get lessons yeah. and he's he's teaching college kids and you know that's that's good. Well, and, and to to that point too, it's with good for our club. Coming, you know? Well, that's the thing I was getting ready to say. You know, as many events as we've done. Y'all have been the club of the year two different times, and really and truly, could probably be the club of the year every year for golf association. <laughs> we got the we got the junior championship coming up this this June. Yeah, uh, it's going to be out here, and then I think two weeks later we're doing the Grant Bennett again. Yeah. So a lot of times we come in there for an event like that, like the junior championship, we have to move the other event somewhere, but. Florence. Yeah, we were it. we were happy to, to 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 do. I mean, we've never hosted the junior here. I did not realize that. And then um, when when it came to us for y'all to have it, like you know, we never never hosted the Purpose. South Carolina Junior. Yeah. I was like, well, we got to do that. Yeah, I, I thought and, we were um, kind of pushing our luck when we had the state and with the Grant Bennett. No doubt about it. No doubt about state it. Junior. I feel like I push my luck every time I call Steve <laughs> to see if I can get another event here. He keeps saying well, yes. We keep coming. Yeah. yeah well, I think we're look as a partnership. I think you know we'll yeah. do everything we can to. You know to, to help because we've been doing the Harry Wilson Super Seniors been here for every year, yeah, every year, and that's yeah. it's uh it's in October, and you know, again, it's stepping up and being part of it, and yeah, back. that's what it's all about, isn't it? I it's mean, awesome, yeah, it's really awesome. And so we're happy to have it. We're we're in the midst of raising some funds to make it um both of them jam up, really. Yeah. So I don't think we'll have any issues. Well, it's so. it's we're excited about it. I know talking to Justin Fleming and his team, and they're 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 kind of getting prepared for it, and it's uh. You know, one good thing about coming to Florence is we've been here. We kind of know how things work. Yeah. You know, it's easier when you come into a place you know you know how everybody works. Well, you got Cody. Cody's gonna have the range pyramided up oh, for you. That's right, perfect man. Carts there. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's and right. Alan too. I'm not, not <laughs> the other Alan who works here. That's right. Right. Alan's in the, he's early. Alan kind of slips in and out. People probably don't even know who Alan is. Yeah, right. Because he's so. kind of in and out under the radar. Rocky Pierce still play out here? Not really. I saw Rocky last week or yeah, last last weekend. Um, he was up on the veranda. We were teeing off number one. Rocky, I can't hardly get him to play. I miss I miss the Hootie Hoos for sure. Um, he was a character. Guy, the, the day, best, boy. man. I miss playing with old Rock. I see him up here eating dinner and stuff, but yeah. I don't know. I can't hardly get him or Steve to play anymore. Yeah, you know, funny thing is, Steve won't play, like you say, kind of. And I talked him into playing the Pete's Festival Pro Am because I'm not very good. Yeah, well, he's got the chip and yips, he says. That's what he said. Bit. He made six birdies that day. Right. He, Joe, and Justin Fleming. Well, he comes from that same mock mode of, of Clem King, yeah. uh, of. of Clem never plays. He's no good. He's no good. And he goes out there and throws a 68 at you. Yeah, I hit it like a dog. Right. I 68. But, I can appreciate those chipping yips, too. I, I, I putt from a lot of places. I'm not chipping. I've got the Jones-itis anymore, the old big old knee dip. I can bone them with the best of them, too. I need a really good lie. I mean, it just sort of depends, you know. <laughs> Uh, I like to be in the bunker where I can splash. Uh, I like like that. I'm aiming for bunkers. Yeah, I'm with you on that. What's your favorite hole on this golf course? Oh, my favorite hole. Hmm. I don't know, man. If you had to play 18 times, you think you'd be lower other than eight? Let's take eight. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to count eight because that's a par four in the the real tournaments. That's a hard par four for me. Par four. (laughs) (laughs) So. Uh, I like. I think 18 is a great finishing yeah, hole. Yeah. I like 18. You got to hit a good drive. You hit a good drive. You got a chance to hit it on the green. You can. can you you can make a too? three. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that uh, point there, from other than Florence, what's some of your favorite golf courses? I and mean, you've played a lot of them in your career. Man, you got anything that really jumps out at you? Augusta National. I, I have not played there. Really? really? Listen to the y'all won't believe this, Larry. If you ever listen to this, <laughs> blame this on you. Um, <laughs> so, the golf team. Like, I think the starters went my redshirt year. And then for whatever reason, the next four years we never went. And I swear they've been every year right. since. They've won I, the championship. I, I, I never, we never <laughs> went while I was there. Coach, what in the world, man? It won't lay. But, yeah, so, no, I haven't, I haven't played there. But I've played a lot of good ones um, for sure. Um, like, if you could jump in the car right now and go play one, where would you go? Oh, Pine Valley. Mm, okay. Yeah. Nice. You played there. Played there a few times. Nice. In really? your adult career or college career? Uh, as a kid and as an um, as an and as an adult. Okay. So, um, we went uh, as a kid. Jay Dagenhart, who was from Savannah, junior golfer. His dad, Bill Dagenhart, was from here. Yeah. Um, Jay played golf. He's my age. Played at UNC, and um, his his father was a member there. And so, as kids, my dad and three other Jay went and um, Buck Williams. I don't know if I remember his name and. Another dude, uh, Russ Clark from 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 North Carolina. We all went up there for a weekend, and then we had six of us from here went a couple years ago, um, and and stayed for a weekend and played. And then nice. so that place is pretty special. And then um, some other good ones, like I had the the Hughes boys took took up me and Engler one one uh, year up to uh, we went and played. Um, Friars Head, National Golf Links, up um, yeah. Shinnecock, all those places nice. are just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, and then just recently went and played Wingfoot. Man. Yeah. And so that was pretty Work special. Trip. No, it was, the Hughes brothers took me again. <laughs> Boys are good. <laughs> they, been, they, they, they look out for me. Yeah. So been 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 fortunate to do that. And I'll tell you a course that um we went to. I played that I um. Of course, Pebble Beach. If any of y'all have been out there, yeah. which all those are right. spectacular, but 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 Muirfield up up in Ohio where they play with Memorial, that golf course is pretty pretty awesome. Um, Dad has a friend used to play the member guest with him here. 
Yeah. Paul Long, you remember him? Yeah, I do. And um, so a few dad, dad didn't play. Dad and Paul, we just went up on a Sunday and came back. And um, dad and Paul went to some bar and watched football. <laughs> and the four of us played golf, and we had ourselves a hell of a day and <laughs> came that's on nice. back. That's nice. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. It was a pretty good day. Um, but yeah, and then you know, as a kid, I went um, backdoored into this trip to Ireland with. My dad and Tim Hall was working here. He went and Rick Beasley, Dick Beasley, Jerry Beasley, Charlie Roundtree, Doug Smith. Um, There was another guy from Spartanburg, a couple others. Yeah, and so I was like, here I am, like 11 or 12, and I went to Ireland for a week with those guys. Nice. You learned a lot during that week, didn't you? Man, I learned how to drink beer at an early age. He went at 11 and came back at 21-year-old. There is no (laughs) doubt about that. And so I remember that trip. I mean, I, somebody backed out, and I had a passport for whatever reason. It was like, well, let's take little dog. Let's get him to go with us. Nice. You know, because I could play golf and whatever else. And so I, was, I went with him. And um, we had this guy named Willie Scales who drove us around in a Mercedes Sprinter and took us all over Ireland. And um, I remember we were staying in, in Belfast. I think we were playing Royal County Down, which is an unbelievable golf course, as you all know. And um, back then – the times weren't so great in Ireland, and so I remember like hearing bombs and things going off. Oh wow! Yeah, and we yeah, we remember seeing guys with you know, yeah. assault rifles standing on the side of the road. I was like, man, this is strange. St. Florence, we're not in Florence anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but but that was a cool trip for it's sure. Good group of people. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid group right there. Speaking uh, of, you said your nickname, Little Dog. Yeah. That's how what it used to say on the USGA handicap roster here with Little Dog. Did Dog. it? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't remember that. Yeah. But that was Bob Boyd. <laughs> Bob Boyd. That Bob Boyd did name Dad, um, Big Dog, and then it just trickled down to Little Dog, Mama Dog, and Sister Dog, Wee Dog, whatever else. That's funny. My, you know, Hap, <laughs> they just called me Dog. Hap's nickname used to be Big Cat. That right? That's right. They called me Stray Cat. <laughs> That's you got any good Hap stories to wrap this thing up? Um. Well. I got a couple really. I just remember like back to the Can-Am days, um, Hat being so irritated with with Michael and I that one morning because we had probably snuck a bunch of beers in. And but how did he know you just not feeling well, or was it? I don't know. There's probably we weren't very, very smart, and there's evidence, <laughs> yeah. and we were running a little late, or like where are they for their tea time? But then I also have a. Uh, but anyway, he was not very happy with us, and I don't blame him. I mean, we were idiots. But um, might still be on some capacity, but <laughs> but um, and then I do remember. I know Hap likes his wine. I remember one one night he and your your mom Biff were at my parents' beach house in Garden City, and I don't know what they got into some wine pretty heavy over there. I remember. Mm-hmm. And, um, sure it tended to happen every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. But um, y'all still have that beach house? Yeah, on the inlet. We do. My parents kind of live there. Oh, my really? mom basically lives there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my dad, when he's not working, is here all the time. And we were going um, there in spring break when we were younger. Yeah, good spot down there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've they've enjoyed it. But they'll, they'll, my dad, they'll retire there. Yeah, That's Merle's in. Yeah, that right place is blown up. That whole area. It is almost too much. It's crazy. So like the inlet has shrunk. Like I remember as a kid, it being so big, meaning like the the water where yeah, you, know, you could right. you could ski and boat, and now it's. It's almost become too commercialized, in my opinion. You know, you can't hardly fish. I mean, there's so many commercial charters and just people. It's just busy, busy, busy. But it's still great. But right. it's just, it's just evolved a lot from when I was a kid yeah. to, to now, right? Like, looks so different as a kid now than it did then. They don't, they wouldn't understand what yeah, it was it's like. Still growing, man. I know. Every time you go down it there. is. It's unbelievable. But anything we left out you want to add in, my man? I appreciate you taking the time out. Of your no, schedule. man. I. I if anybody needs um, advice. 
<laughs> right now, I think we're good. Uh, I might. No, <laughs> no, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Appreciate all you guys, um, y'all's friendship, and all y'all do for for golf. And um, yeah, I don't know why y'all picked me, but well, I've enjoyed you, enjoyed being with you. You've been around a long time. You, you're a dual champion with our yeah. major championships. You're our first national champion we've interviewed, I believe. Yeah, I mean, team champion. We yeah, Charles, Charles won. Yeah, Charles. Individual. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of reasons to interview. Yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate your support. You've been you've been there. You've been a good friend, first of all. But uh, like I said, you know, coming here and watching what you did in 2017, and you and Maine is still playing some of our stuff, which is always yeah. good to see y'all show up. Which uh, you know, we, we appreciate it. And appreciate you being a part of it. Yeah, I look forward to many more years of fun. There you go, buddy. Thank you for being here. All right, guys. Thanks.